Ladies and gentlemen, children of all ages, your podcast platform proudly brings to you Mid-Peasants, the best podcast in the world, with your hosts, the Fluff Brendan and the Star Catherine, the Mid-Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at the Mid-Podcast and on YouTube at the Mid-Podcast 6436. Make sure you add those numbers. And if you want to support the show, you can do so by becoming a Patreon member. Go to patreon.com forward slash the mid podcast and select a tier that fits you where you have access to our random shit episodes. You can also cash app the show, dollar sign the mid podcast, or you can go to the midpodcast.com and get you some mid podcast merchandise. We've added some new items like our Nana story. And what the hell, mom, items. So go check that out. Every little amount helps us continue the show and allows us to go to cool events like WrestleCade. Now, it's time to entertain our mid-peasants with some... Anyways, we're talking about wrestling, as always. More specifically, we're talking about All Elite Wrestling, as always. Besides when we talk about Ring of Honor. In other wrestling companies, like New Japan Pro Wrestling, or the WWE Premium Live Events. Please. <laughs> Please. But, anywho, as always, we start off with the news of wrestling. Some interesting rumors going around about one specific wrestling company. And it's TV deal. The rumor is that AEW and Warner Brothers Discovery will have a five-year partnership for $1 billion. Insert the dude from Austin Powers. (laughs) But, um, TK's gonna have a lot of money to spend over the summer. Mm Mm-hmm. Not like he has enough already. Mm-hmm. But, I think it's good for the company so much for WWE. Can't turn a profit. Or, uh, AEW can't turn a profit. And that the company is going to be dead in the water by 2025. Not bad for a pissy sh- t-shirt company. For a pissant t-shirt company. But... I think it's good for the company. A billion dollars. So, that's that. Also, go listen to Jericho's podcast, Talk is Jericho. Did a great interview with Mark Briscoe. It'll make you cry. And, um, well, there's an expert from there. Or, is that what it's called? An expert? No, an expert is someone that's very knowledgeable in a subject. Not, uh... What's it called when they take, like, Excerpt. Excerpt. Yeah, that word. (laughs) Same thing, just the P's in a different place, okay? I knew there was a P in there somewhere. Somebody put their P in a place on me. (laughs) There was a P-P in there somewhere. But, um, talking to Mark Briscoe, um... Mark Briscoe recently explained on the Talk is Jericho podcast that John Laurinaitis, 
told both him and his brother Jay that they were not cosmic cosmetically cosmetically pleasing enough. Laurenitis said he really liked their stuff, but they passed on the Briscoes. Mark proceeded to go on to say that kind of rubbed me the wrong way, but then I guess when he talked to Jay, as he called Jay either right before he called me or Jay called it right after he called me, he said, man, you know what he told me? He said that we're not cosmetically cosmetically pleasing enough. But yet, this is the same company that had the bushwhackers. Yeah, but they also have women that have to go get titty implants so they'll look good. This is also the I'm same... I'm glad I don't have that problem. My titties are big on their own. This is also the same company that told Athena that she had to dress more like Mandy Rose. Yeah. But, that's the two wrestling news things that I have. I know! I actually have news this week! I know. Holy Everybody fuck. clap! Holy fuck, what the hell? You actually did your job? Think I'm gonna pass out. <laughs> oh. Oh, another thing. Should we tell them the, what we discussed? I don't know. That involves one wrestlecade. I don't know. I think we should. Anyways, I did more of my job this week as a great producer. Did it on Sunday. Sunday morning driving to church. I emailed one sporting agency that may or may not support Adam Cole. And I may or may not email them how much it would be to get Adam Cole to come to WrestleCade. I've not heard He's back. basically trying to get the podcast to sponsor Adam Cole to come to WrestleCade. I've not heard back yet. Well, maybe you need to send another email next week. Give them a week or two. And be professional, say, I'm just following up on my previous email, blah, blah, blah. Anyway. But yeah, that's your goal, is try to get Adam Cole at WrestleCade and sponsored by the Mid-Podcast. Mm-hmm. So therefore, we definitely gonna need those donations to be rolling in. Uh-huh. Cash App, dollar sign, the Mid-Podcast. Patreon, go buy merch, themidpodcast.com. Help us out so we can get Adam Cole at WrestleCade. Mm-hmm. It would be better if we don't have to spend our money to do it. But if we have to spend our money to do it. Then that means we're going to have to hit up our loaner. 1-800-PAPA. <laughs> we need a loan. A couple grand. For what? <laughs> no. I can hear him now. Personal reasons. That man is tight with... That man going to have all his money buried in his goddamn casket with him. That's how hey, tight he is with his money. All I'm saying is when he was in the hospital last year when we had his card, we could have took out a few grand. Technically, that's stealing. Or no, I could just say, I'm taking my inheritance early. <laughs> yeah? Sure, Maybe. Sounds like a good idea. I was just taking my inheritance early. <laughs> anyway. So, evidently, Sean Spears, in an interview, said that 
he'll never have a five-star match, and he doesn't think they exist. I mean, it's, it's the same with every ranking system. It's a personal opinion thing. And some of it, there is biasness in it. Like, I think every Jamie Hayter match is good. You wait till she wrestles again, I'm gonna shit all over that match. Just for the spite of it. But, you with OC. You don't think all the OC matches are good. Besides his one with Will Ospreay, but... And that's because Will Ospreay carried his motherfucking ass. Yeah, they both did get in that match. Osprey carried his ass. They both did get in that Osprey match. carried his ass. But, anyway. I, the ranking system is more of a biased thing than a actual scale. Because, I mean, not everybody is going the loves. Like me, I didn't care for the Sammy and KO Usos match at WrestleMania. I'm not saying it was a bad match. I just thought there was too many super kicks in it. There was only 20 some. There was 22. And in a span of a week, the Usos used the super kick 87 times. That's more times than the Young Bucks do it in a month. Uh huh. Anyway. We're pressing for time, so let's get into this. Dynamite! Woohoo! Yeah. From Baltimore. Unfortunately, I'm gonna miss Dynamite tonight! Sucks ass! I may or may not watch that shit on my phone. I cannot <laughs> guarantee that it's not gonna happen. I did hear that the cage match is gonna be um, the main event. The main event. You're like, I got a rant off air that I w- I'm gonna do to you about something. Oh, God. But I'm going to do it off air. Anyway, yeah, it was in crappy Baltimore. Nobody goes to Baltimore. Baltimore's the only place where it's illegal to have a flamethrower. <laughs> Baltimore shit. Pittsburgh is better. But anyway, we have an eight-man tag starting off the show with... Roderick Strong, who is making his AEW in-ring debut. The Messiah of the back. The back-breaking Messiah. Uh, SRS, as he's known. <laughs> so I thought it was Sean Ross I'm like, what the fuck? Adam Cole. Uh-huh. Baby. Orange Cassidy and his lapdog, Bandito. Versus the JAS, which features... Angelo Parker, Jake Hager, Daniel Garcia, and Daddy Magic. You know what makes my nipples hard? You know what makes my cock hard? Jamie Hayter. <laughs> why, 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 why? That is the first line of my notes. Then we see Jericho comes out wearing the Britt Baker black eye t-shirt. T-shirt. And, of course, Twitter had a meltdown about it. Cry about it. Um, we have all the men in the ring. The ref can't control the match. We get Strong starting off with Garcia. Garcia with forearms. Strong tags in Cole. Cole begins stomping away at Garcia in the corner. We get Parker in after attack. Cole begins to beat him down. Bandito tags himself in. He does a scoop slam. 
We have a standoff, then we have Chaos in the Ring, which is my favorite. Yes, Hager beat the shit out of Orange Cassidy. I was thoroughly enjoying that. Hager picked up Orange Cassidy and slung him across the ring, and in my notes I put, Sling that bitch! <laughs> I put, Holy shit, the ref is actually paying attention to what's going on in the ring and not outside, because we have the worst ref in AEW refing this match. I'm a Dilf. Okay. Hager sends OC into the post. Break his shoulder. I would be very okay with that. <laughs> then we see Bandito takes down Hager. Cole starts going up the ramp after to get to Chris Jericho. Parker takes him out. Then we have Parker and Bandito in the ring. Parker in a delayed vertical suplex. Daddy Magic makes the save for Parker. We finally get order restored. We get OC in the wrong corner, getting his ass kicked. Yes, yes, kick that ass, kick that ass. Break every goddamn bone in this man's body so I don't have to see him on TV for at least a year. We see Hager with a bear hug on OC. I put break his ribs. Then a shoulder tackle by Hager. OC with the stun dog millionaire. Makes attack to Strong. Strong comes in with a boot to Hager. He gets a two count. Garcia with a crab on OC. Cole breaks it up. Then gives a boot to Garcia. OC with the punch to Hager. No freaking way. Gets a two count. Cole with the pin on Parker. Then makes a beeline for Jericho who was at the commentary table. Cole attacks Jericho. Sends him through the set. Security tries to break them up. As Jericho is yelling, get him out of here. Yeah. Um, Adam Cole is a man on the mission. I'm a female on a mission, but I can't tell you what my mission is. Because it's classified, and if I tell you it, I have to kill you. I know the mission. It involves aggressively persuading Tony Khan. I do not do no such thing. I'm a good person. Or Kenny Omega. I'm a good... Yeah, motherfucker live in North Carolina. I live in North Carolina. Match made in heaven. Just saying. Might have to fight Kota Ibushi for him. That's fine. <laughs> I have my enforcer. She's very good. I don't know if she could take Kota Ibushi, man. She not on her medicine for a few days? Yeah, she could. Anyway, match. I enjoyed the match. That was good. Is I. Next, we get a Jungle Boy Darby Allen promo. Jungle Boy says we may not like each other, but we do have some things in common. We've been here since day one. Says we haven't made a minute a pay per view tonight. We're going to change that. Darby looks at the camera and says, "Tonight it's showtime." Then we get a Jericho promo, and security is escorting Adam Cole out of the building as Jericho is yelling, "Get him out of the building!" Britt Baker comes up, slaps Jericho, and calls him a bitch. Bitch Jericho. Your thoughts on those two promos? Um, Darby and Jungle Boy have a lot of tension there, and that could cost them later in the night. And, uh, Adam Cole did nothing wrong. He should have not been kicked out of the arena. 
Tell me what Adam Cole did so bad that deserved him to be kicked out of the arena. He attacked Chris Jericho. Chris Jer- De la champion. Chris the demigod. Jericho had his girlfriend the, beat the last week. The was his other character? Painmaker? The Painmaker. Lionheart. I mean, can I, I can go on. Y2J. <laughs> Next, we get another promo of, of Rock and Rolla. Rolla. <laughs> um, next, we get another promo, and it is the Blackpool Combat Club. Danielson talking about Bret Hart says he's better and hopes others will be better than him. Um, I loved him calling Wheeler Yuta a little shit. He wants AEW to be the best wrestling company in the world, and he is willing to do anything to make that happen. Then Mox talks and says the elite was innovative at one time, but not anymore. Mox Omega, that hits different, doesn't it, he asks, and says that we get more dangerous and that there will be a new version of Moxley in the steel cage match between him and one Kenny Omega coming up in Detroit. And one John Moxley said Kenny Omega's going to leave with a broken fucking face. I'll put Omega's face back together for him if he wants. Just say it. <laughs> then we get Soraya versus Willow. Willow, Willow. Love Willow. Um, This is like Soraya's second or third singles match. There's her second. I put not Willow. Everyone loves Willow. I was shocked Willow came to the ring alone. Soraya with a cheap shot to start the match. We get a drop kick from the middle rope on Soraya. Willow sends Soraya into the corner. Storm grabs Willow's boot, allows Soraya to cheap shot Willow. Willow being attacked by Storm and Soho. Willow with a two count after a spine buster. Soraya with a nightcap only gets a two count. <clears throat> then we get a Death Valley driver on Soraya. Storm distracts the ref. Soraya gets the pin. Storm and Soho begin attacking Willow. Then Sheeta's music hits, and Sheeta comes running out there with a kendo stick. And Sheeta begins to hug the outcast. The fans are stunned, thinking she's going to join the outcast. And then Hater and Baker come in from behind as the outcast hold Willow for Sheeta to spray paint her. Sheeta then spray paints Soraya's face as Britt takes out Storm. And then Sheeta begins beating Storm and Soho with a kendo stick. And Sheeta spray paints Storm, Soho, and Soraya. Sheeta's back for like the millionth time. What was so great is she come running out in traditional Japanese shoes. Uh-huh. Lots of practice. Hey, bitch walk faster than Natalia did at Backlash. <laughs> Or on Monday Night Raw, I can't remember which one it was, but everybody was talking about it. Anyway, then we get a House of Black promo. And says that there are those that get away with murder and those who follow the rules and get punished. And that they will not let tradition fade and call it talent. They issue an open house challenge. And that there will be house rules and Julia explains what the house rules are. So, let me tell you what the house rules are. Hold on, I gotta pull it up. Is it a tweet that Budding Matthew sent out? 
Oh, I'll have it. So, you get 20 second count outs because you will not be safe on the outside. You will not run away when it gets hard. We force you to be harder or force you to cave under the pressure. There will be no rope escapes because the true nature of man is measured in its ability to withstand pain. There is no easy way out. You will fight or submit. Three DQs is enforced. You break the tradition. You forfeit your chance. The entire world will watch as you admit you do not have what it takes and must live with this embarrassment your entire life. And four is dealer's choice. You decide what the last rule is. Why? Because it's fair and balance is all we have. So when he put that tweet out, um, I thought it was 1.2 seconds of count. I'm like, how? they're going to have to get back in there really fucking quick. When I glanced at it, I thought it was like, that don't make sense. Oh, it's supposed to be one and then 20 <laughs> second count. Out. the 20. And it confused a lot of people. So I'm ready to see a House of Black match with house rules. It's going to be interesting. Then we get the Trios Battle Royal. It's a chaos match. Um, so this is who was in the match. The Lucha Brothers with Vikingo, Acclaim with Billy Gunn, Varsity Athletes, Dark Order, Butcher Blade, and Kip Sabian, Hobbs, QT, Solo. We already know who was going to win this match before it even started. I put this match does nothing for Vikingo, though. Um, Devore got eliminated by Uno. And then Solo and QT got eliminated by Uno. Um, it ended up being the Acclaim versus the Butcher, Blade, and Kip Sabian. Um, I put, I don't understand why Butcher, Blade, and Kip don't get a real push. Of course, the Acclaim win. I hope the House of Black beats the shit out of the Acclaim. Mm-hmm. Your thoughts? As Battle Royals go in AEW, they're usually good. I think this is near the bottom of it. Yes. I just can't get into this match. Yes. So then we get to Sammy program, a promo. And Renee asks Sammy how he's feeling after MJF left him standing. MJF rolls up. Sammy says he watched the show back and MJF lied. MJF gives some lame excuse. I put, this is so stupid it's funny. MJF says that they have meshed their music together. <laughs> Then we get a Kenny Omega Don Callis promo. Says Mox says he has a plan. Callis is up to something. Omega says everything comes to an end in Detroit. Yep. But nope. It will continue. Then we get Wardlow versus a jobber. It's a squash match. Wardlow with a powerbomb. Then a lariat. Then he goes for the powerbomb. Symphony gets the win. Christian Cage comes out after Wardlow calls out Luchasaurus. And issues an open challenge. And Christian says, Baltimore is ignorant and trash. Totally agree with you. Says that the title shot doesn't belong to Luchasaurus. That it belongs to Christian Cage. Mm-hmm. Then we get a Briscoe Lethal Crew segment, as I call it. Um, Lethal and Crew show up at the Briscoe Farm. Chicken Farm. Jarrett says, what a cute girl. And Mark Briscoe says, boy. <laughs> um, Sanjay says they came to help on the farm for the misunderstanding last week. 
Um, Sanjay and Satnam Singh are in overalls. <laughs> Briscoe hands the kid to Satnam Singh. <laughs> they show him doing some stuff on the farm. Papa Briscoe rolls up and says, I know you've known Lethal for a while and he's okay. Keep your eye on the rest of them clowns, especially the one idiot in the coveralls. And Mark goes, which one? And Papa says both. Hey, all I'm saying is if I have to leave my kid with somebody, Satnam Singh is a good choice. Well, yeah, ain't nobody gonna mess with him. Uh-huh. <laughs> People on Twitter were bitching about this, saying it was stupid. It was kind of funny. It was supposed to be stupid that it's funny. Point. But I did call that, though, when Papa Briscoe told him to keep his eye on the idiot in the overalls, and he goes, which one? I said both. <laughs> then we get Riggy Starks. Versus Rock Hard Juice Robinson. Rock Hard Juice Robinson. Damn, Jay White looking fine as hell in that white t-shirt and in white pants. Good God. <laughs> mm, Switchblade goes back to the back. Let's Juice take care of his business on his own. Starks is going at it on Juice. Starks sends Juice over the top rope into the barricade. We see Juice gouging Starks' eyes. Starks with a backdrop on Juice outside the ring. Juice sends Starks into the stairs. Then he moves the stairs. Juice is sent into the post. Starks on top of the stairs drops Juice on the floor. Starks gets the two count after a DDT. Juice has a move called Juice is Loose. I bet that Juice is Loose in Tony Storm. The juice was loose in a Ford Bronco in the 90s. Yeah, that's true, too. I've seen that. <laughs> Starks with a spear, goes for the Rochambeau, gets the win. Switchblade from behind begins attacking Ricky. Your thoughts on that? That was a good match. And I'm, I think somebody else is joining soon. I just don't know who yet. For Juice and Switchblade? Uh-huh. Mmm. I still think it's Alpha Tasma. That's who I'm thinking. But I'm kind of excited to see a Ricky Starks, Jay Roberts, I mean, a uh, Jay White match. You know who they should put back together? Ricky Starks and, and Hobbs. They need to get Team Taz back together. Yeah. Then we get a main event promo. MJF rolls up to Jungle Boy. Um... Says he needs to cut the goody two-shoes routine. Says Jungle Boy isn't world champion material, but he's offering him a spot next to the throne. Jungle Boy says he's looking for the crown. Darby rolls in and asks, what was that about? Jungle Boy says nothing. And says, we got this. Darby says, no, I got this. So Darby is not trusting Jungle Boy because he's seen him talking to Maxwell, which kind of don't blame him. So, we're moving on to the match. I'm really surprised MJF is actually in a match. And he actually did a little bit of wrestling. Mm-hmm. So, Sammy and Jungle Boy start off. Sammy with some chops. MJF comes in with Darby. They lock up. MJF with a headlock takeover. Darby does an arm takeover on MJF. Gets a two count. Sammy yelling, we want Jungle Boy. MJF was going to hit Jungle Boy, but hit Sammy instead. Then we see MJF with a shot to the back of Darby's head. Sammy is choking Darby with MJF's scarf as the ref is distracted. 
Then Darby reverses and begins choking Sammy with the scarf. Then he begins choking MJF with the scarf. MJF pulls Jungle Boy off the apron as Darby goes for attack. We see Jungle Boy with a crossbody. Jungle Boy sends MJF into the barricade. We get a Tiger Driver by Jungle Boy gets two count on Sammy. MJF slaps Sammy. Sammy with a kick to MJF. Jungle Boy goes for the cover, but he's not legal because Darby tagged himself in. Darby does the coffin drop, gets the pin on Sammy. And now we are going to have a Pillars 4-way match for MJF's title at Double or Nothing. Which we already knew that was going to happen, which I think is bullshit. They should have done this one by one to extend the time. But I don't get paid to write creative. But I'm available. Maybe it's because they're moving one Maxwell to Saturdays. Are they going to create a title for Saturday show and a title for Dynamite? Like WWE did? I don't know. You're going to need a main title for that show, though. Well, if you're going to put the show, if you're going to put Collision on TNT, the smart thing to do would put the TNT title on there and make it be your main title. If you're not creating a world title. What? Here's how I would do it. If you aren't creating the world title, you have the TNT for... We'll start with Dynamite. Dynamite, the world title... The AEW World and the AEW Women's title will go back and forth. The tag titles will stay on... No, the tag titles will go to Collision. The trios title will stay on... Dynamite. Dynamite. The TBS title will stay on Dynamite. The TNT title goes to... Collision. And then Collision, you could also have stuff like the... New Japan Strong title. The New Japan Strong Women's title. Stuff like that. So that was Dynamite. Pretty good. I enjoyed Dynamite last week. I did too. And so Rampage. We start off with a six-man tag. We have the Lucha Brothers and Vikingo versus QT, Hobbs, and Solo. We see Vikingo with a kick to QT. Vikingo with a springboard drop kick on QT. QT's pretty much getting his ass kicked by Vikingo. Solo comes in against Phoenix. Phoenix with chops to Solo. Solo with a right hand to Phoenix's jaw. Solo tags Hobbs. Phoenix tags Penta. Penta with a thrust kick to Hobbs. Hobbs kills Penta. Hobbs takes out all the members of the Lucha Bros. JR made a comment as they were discussing that uh, Hobbs was taking out his anger on penta and phoenix because they cost him the tnt title and one jr says hobbs might want to blame wardlow for whooping his ass it's not wrong uh lucha the lucha brothers with vikingo with triple topes on hobbs solo and qt phoenix with a two count which is broken up by hobbs and qt penta gets the win and pin solo this was a solid match then we get the Jericho segment he has asked for this time. Lexi Nair knocks on the door. Jericho asks, who is it? Lexi replies, Lexi. He says, are you sure? And she goes, yes, I'm sure. 
Jericho's looking distraught, says he needs some insurances that Cole won't be in the same building as him from now on, and he is working on it, and we'll have more information this Wednesday. So, I'm thinking they're going to split them up. One's going to be on Collision, one's going to be on Dynamite. Maybe. Then he shuts the door, and then if you pay attention, you can hear him yell, Lock the door! (laughs) Your thoughts on that? It's fucking Jericho. He's crazy. Then we have Jay Cargill versus Gia Scott. Jay with a boot. Pump kick jaded. She gets the win. She has 24 single wins under five minutes. It was basically a squash match. Mm-hmm. Then we get a Risker promo. Lethal Crew rolls up. Says he doesn't speak for FTR. But they haven't backed down from a fight. Then Jay Lethal asks, can you reach out and make sure they do the right thing? Then Mark goes, you guys really be bugging. Then Mark is fighting one Preston Vance. They lock up in the center. Preston rips up a sign from Mark's daughter who was on the front row. Mark with chops outside the ring. He puts Preston in the chair. He's going to the top rope. Preston moves and Mark lands on the chair. Preston is in control of the match. Briscoe begins to fight back. But Preston is too strong. They begin exchanging jabs. Mark did redneck kung fu on Jose the assistant. Jose deserved it. Jose did not deserve it. Everybody loves Jose. I love Jose, but he deserved it. And Mark gets the pin and the win, and then his family gets into the ring. And it was so nice seeing the security guards helping his children over the barricade and into the ring. It was so cute. They helped the, um... His mom into the ring. Yeah. Well, I mean, she kind of old. Yeah. And then we get our main event. Oh, no. Sorry. We get a Dustin Rhodes promo because they will be in Austin, Texas in a few weeks. And he gets attacked by Brian Cage of the Mogul Embassy. Swerve rolls up and says, I haven't forgotten about you. Then Keith Lee shows up as the Mogul Embassy runs off. Then we move to our main event, which is the firm deletion match. We see the Hardys are shooting Roman candles at the firm. <laughs> Stokely yells to the firm, get him, and then says, okay, I'm out, and takes <laughs> off running in a different direction. The firm is beating up the Hardy crew. Caprice Coleman was a ref. <laughs> I was so shocked. And we see Matt beating up Ethan. Stokely got beat up by Matt's wife and son. Matt gets the pin on Ethan. The best part from this was when they were in the, um, Matt Hardy's kids were in the thingy bobber And they started to chase Stokely down with it. Oh, the, uh, four-wheeler? Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, fire come out. <laughs> And his kids started chasing him. <laughs> oh, and the best part was when they jumped him in the uh, movie in the theater <laughs> in the house. He said, "Tony Khan's gonna get sued for this. He's gonna pay for his crime." <laughs> oh, we had Goth Baby in the corner. Oh yeah, and Ray come down the 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 pole speaking Spanish. Mm-hmm. And somebody come up from behind and tase Stokely. <laughs> and they had him tied up in a in a rocking chair. And they were tasing him on the way to the ring. <laughs> I mean, Stokely has to be embarrassed. He took a twist of fate from Matt Hardy's wife. And a swan tom from his son. 
It was funny, though. And then his son started beating him up, and the mom goes, ah, it's time for bed. <laughs> it was funny. People were bitching about it. Who fucking cares? They didn't find the humor in this match. I did. Stokely came beat up by a fucking six-year-old. <laughs> and then at the end, Jeff Hardy walks off, goes out, sets something on fire. Kind of like releasing his inner demons, I suppose. That's what I'm guessing. Maybe. And we're getting a new Jeff Hardy. I thought it was going to be uh, the return of Willow. But the best part was when uh, Isaiah jumped off the top of the building. And he was moaning to get their attention. And then he started humping the ground. <laughs> and then Matt Hardy said to Isaiah. Orgasmic Isaiah, I knew you would come. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Damn. No, I enjoyed it. There was a lot of sexual references in this match that I could go on a rant about, but I'm being good today because I'm in a bad mood. I enjoyed Rampage as well. I did too. And if you go back and watch the full version on YouTube. Does anybody get thrown into the lake? No. Fuck. It was great. And then they do a director's cut where it shows them setting shit up. Nice. Because I had to cut some of this for time, but yeah. I wouldn't watch the whole thing because I'm that geek. But that's not my own rampage. It was quick. Yeah. Pull up the car for tonight so we can discuss it real quick. I'll just go to TK's Twitter because he's posted it like 27 times. And all the gifts he's been posting, they've been great. When he dropped the pinky in the brain, when I was like, oh, yeah, that's a man after my own heart that loves some pinky in the brain. So, in a steel cage match, we have Kenny Omega versus John Moxley. All right, this match is going to be brutal. It's going to be bloody. So, you little bitches on Twitter... You e-drones, fed walkers, don't even fucking start crying. Oh, there's too much blood. Fucking Brock Lesnar busted himself open the hard way. He didn't blade himself. He busted himself open the hard way. So I don't want to hear no fucking bitching, moaning, complaining about goddamn blood. And in a double jeopardy match, we have Ray Phoenix versus Claudio Castanoli. Which if Ray Phoenix wins, he gets a shot at the world title. And if Claudio wins, him and Yuta get a shot at the ROH tag titles. That's what I was thinking. Then That's going to be a good match. But the problem is Claudio is not very good against high flyers and little people. But I think he'll end up winning. Then for the international title, we have OC versus Daniel Garcia. Go Garcia! Beat this motherfucker's ass, take his title, and then turn around and shove it up his ass. <laughs> Backwards with a blowtorch for all I care. And then in a no-holds-barred match, we have Anna Jay taking on Julia Hart, which Anna Jay seems to thrive in this type of match. Yes, and there'll probably be blood in this match too, which I have nothing against women bleeding neither. No, as long as it's... It's a no-holds-barred match. What do you expect? There will be blood. And I don't mean coming from their twats. 
I'm surprised that WWE's never did a first period match. <laughs> I'm really surprised that Vince didn't think of it. And I'm pretty sure he did. And somebody was like, no, we cannot do that. They actually overruled him. <laughs> and then for the World Trio's title, it's House of Black versus Best Friends and Bandito. And... House of Black is going to beat the ever-living fucking holy shit out of them, and we will not see them for, like, years. We will hear from FTR. They'll accept the challenge for Lethal. And I also think... Unless, since they're in Detroit, they call out uh, Alex Shelley and Chris Sabian. And I also think we will hear from... Jericho? Uh, no, we hear from Christian Cage. Yes, I love me some Christian Cage. And whatever else they decide to add. And the return of one... Did he be Return of Chris Statlander. The return they said that uh, she's not wearing her knee brace anymore. I don't think she was wearing it at WrestleCade. Yes, she was. Evidently, she posted a picture on her IG of her without the knee brace and lifting weights. Nice. So, I can see her returning soon. Nice. Oh, I do have a rant. This is some bullshit. They suspended Taya Valkyrie. She did nothing wrong. Y'all suspended her for putting her hands on Aubrey. Aubrey deserted. it. She should have fucking face planted that bitch on the mat. I need to start a hashtag free tire. <laughs> what is it? Oh, shit. But, anyways. That is Dynamite Rampage from last week. And we were a little slack this week because we kind of were busy this mm-hmm. weekend so we'll drop our backlash review for wwe's plea plea and ring of honor for last week tomorrow and if you're on patreon you may or may not get the video version of that mm-hmm. there will be no video version of this today because we're pressed for time uh-huh so that's why this is less than an hour something important oh that's a Wait, okay. Oh. Anyway. I'm in a bad mood, so I'm getting the fuck out of here. Bye, people. Bye, bitches, peasants.